Welcome back to That's Loaded. It's a Sofa King Iconic podcast with me, Caitlin B. And me, Sarah Bell. It doesn't have the same ring to it. What, Sarah Stop Bell? trying to come from my brand. Oh, I see what you were doing with the rhyming. Yes. Okay. Yes. Understand the assignment. You did not. Sorry. I'm slow to things. It's okay. It's a Monday, so I'll let it slide only today. Although today, this is going up on Tuesday. Yes, as we're recording. So this week's episode is our only episode we actually got to record (laughs) while we were in Los Angeles together. I know we like really hyped it up being like, we're going to have so much pre-recorded. So many episodes. It was a busy ass week, right? I'm still recovering, honestly. so much. (laughs) I'm going to need a good like month or two to recover. (laughs) And then we can go on our next trip. Um, to the Hamptons. We, seriously. Or, like, I'm just literally going to show up. Like, I don't even care. Like, middle of the week, if, if that's what it takes. Like, I'm – how are we going to make this happen? Whatever it takes. Yeah. I absolutely need to go to the Hamptons. I don't care if it's September. Just bug him every single day until he, like, just says, fine, you can come. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think but. that's a good, reasonable <laughs> situation. We also need to get Sean freaking O'Donnell back on the pod. We for... really do. We actually just need guests. Yeah, we get we get uh, caught up in our own shit <laughs> because we are so interesting. So many things to talk about. <laughs> However, yes, and we have some. We have some. You know, at the ready, including Sean. Oh, yes. But yes, of course. So anyway, um, this week we are so excited because it's another. What did we call these? Spooky stories with Sarah. Spooky. St- Stories with Sarah. Woo! Um, Dare I so say exciting. you have a hard on for hauntings? Yeah, hard on. Today's episode is hauntings of Hollywood. Since we recorded this while you were in LA, so it just made sense. We even went mm-hmm. to one of the spots, mm-hmm. and you can see where we went on our mm-hmm. Instagram at that sort of podcast. So you have to follow us in order to see this amazing photo. Yeah. It's pretty iconic, and honestly, a lot of the stuff I had no idea until about until I was researching it, so it's not like anything Same. you've heard before. I mean, you might have heard about like one of the hauntings, but I'm pretty sure the other ones, I unless you're like really woke when it comes to hauntings and stuff in that way. Then <laughs> yeah, if you're really well you versed in your hauntings, but no, there were so many good, so much good tea and juice. Titties. that I had never heard of before and there's like so much that I feel like we could touch on to in the future if you guys like this let us know in the reviews so we know to make more yeah so yeah. do you have a loaded review because I haven't even I haven't even looked yeah there so our loaded listener of the week is Lexi Galvin 18 Woo! Ooh, we stand she goes loaded ladies have done it again <laughs> Have we? We've done it again. She goes, after watching Sarah and Caitlin since I was a youngin, a podcast about everything from true crime to astrology and the new trends is exactly what I needed. I can always count on you ladies for a laugh every Tuesday. It sounds cliche, but it really does feel like I'm catching up with my sisters. You gals always keep it real and always keep killing it. Please do more true crime episodes with the heart, which I mean, hello. We're doing it. We're doing a true crime episode today. So it felt right. It felt right. This is for you, Lexi. This is for you. Also, Lexi, um, I'm thinking we need to start 
thinking about fall trends already. So hopefully that will be coming in the month of August or early September because if you want to get some good ass stuff, you got to know what to look for. Especially before it gets so popular that everybody Mm -hmm. buys it or it's just like sold out already because I feel like that always happens to me by the time I'm like, oh, should I get this? That's cute. I'm researching already. It's already gone. Fuck yeah. Styled by fucking Sarah. Sarah. She knows what's up. She does. So if you also want to be our loaded listener, our loaded reviewer of the week for next week's episode, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Rate us five stars preferably. I mean, I'll take whatever I can get, but you know, we love that. So (laughs) preferably five stars, you know, (laughs) I'm just saying like free will here, but we love five stars. Moving on to our weekly updates, I have something very, 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 very important to discuss with you guys. Yeah. I tried the Lover Boys this week. Oh my God. I forgot. I'm so jealous. As a reminder, these are the drinks that Kyle and Amanda made on a summer house Mm -hmm. and they look fucking fantastic and I've been dying to try them and they're nowhere in LA but Sarah got her hands on some so please tell us the tea okay so um amazing Mm. is I'm actually so there's three flavors that you can get of the iced tea I think or the the teas because there's also like craft cocktails and a can seltzer I want to try those so bad um, those ones left a overall very like Splenda taste in my mouth, like the mm. spritzes. Um, okay. but the iced tea ones were so good. I thought for sure my favorite one, well, I th- knew my favorite one would be the peach one. Okay. Because it tastes like peach rings and like, oh, I love peach rings. Me too. And a drink. Mm. Oh, but I definitely don't think I could drink more than like two or three. Because very sweet. Right. Okay. Hangover in a can probably. I mean, I'll have to test to see how hungover I get off of them in the Hamptons. But exactly. We have to put it to the test. (laughs) For you guys. (laughs) Um, And then I also bought a pack of the pomegranate hibiscus ones, thinking that I would like that more than the lemon iced tea. But I went and bought all the packs for my friend Bridget. Because so she's pregnant right now, so she can't drink them. But <laughs> so I got her soon, alcohol. <laughs> as soon as she's done, she's about she, to pop out. Any yeah, second, she, so any so she was like, please, please, please get me some. So I was like, okay, big Bravo girl herself. Oh yeah. And while I was over her house, I tried the lemon iced tea one, and it literally tasted like like a snapple. Like you know what I mean? Ooh, yum! Just like an iced tea with like lemon. Yum. That sounds delicious. It was so good. I liked it better than the pomegranate hibiscus. I just don't – I don't get the hype behind one hibiscus and two pomegranates. I've never been a big pomegranate girl, but Cody likes those, so he's been drinking them. I love pomegranates, but I can't say I have a ton of drinks with pomegranates in it. So I, w- I would try it, but like the peach one I feel like sounds most up my alley. Mm-hmm. Although I really want to try their espresso martinis because that's like one of my favorite drinks. So I'm dying to try it in a can because I feel like that would just be – it's either going to be great or fucking horrible, you know? It's probably going to be horrible. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I can't imagine it being that good, but – I don't know. People on their on their comments on their Instagram say they're really good. So I'm oh, really? very hmm. – yeah, I'm really curious. 
Interesting. Mm -hmm. So I would have to give it a 9.5 out of 10. I had to take away a half of a point because I know I couldn't drink too many of them. Yes. But overall, the flavor, delicious. And they're only 90 calories, which I think is great. Which is great. I feel like it's a great um, alternative to seltzers and like White Claws and shit, which I – fucking hate with the me word too. passion they make me feel like shit I don't think they taste good so that's what I'm like looking for a drink that I you can used to like them just saying I never liked them <laughs> well because I can't drink beer so it's like mm. White Claw was when that came out I was like this was is a legendary yeah because yeah. back in college if that existed I'd have been so happy because I just had to drink vodka on game days all day and it's like it's not really when I want to drink all day long, but I did it. Uh, the grind never stops, but I feel rose like something like Rosé all day, this, baby. Oh, yeah, but I get so hungover from, from just Same. drinking rosé all day. Woo! So can't wait to go to the Hamptons, drink our weight and lover, boys. Oh, it's going to be great. So good. On a boat. Oh, baby. Speaking of lover boy, um, I have some crew updates. Just a, just oh. a couple of sprinkles. I feel like we haven't talked about our 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 main bitch, our OG in mm-hmm. so long. And the loaded listeners just need to know nothing groundbreaking here. I saw his recent TikTok. Did you see that? Y- yes. Which one? It was the one where it's like, my mom's the only one that can call me like Drewy. Or oh, something yep. Like yep. That. That's one of the updates. Oh, and then he wants to have five he wants, kids. He wants five children. <laughs> So rip so my vagina for him and I <laughs> literally rip my vagina because ow, <laughs> five kids. It's a lot of work, man. Whew. Like, is he pumping these children out? It, I just wonder. He also uh, was recently spotted at Saddle Ranch Chop House. So <gasps> really? I die. I was creeping his tagged photos and some girls said it made their night because they saw crew and I'm just like wondering why we haven't gone there. I mean, and- it's. In recent years. We did take those, uh, that TikTok right where he usually films his TikToks. We never talked about that. We haven't even posted that yet, but that needs to go on Because my boob falls out, but it's fine. And which, but we had so many takes. Yeah. I'll have to watch them (laughs) again. You'll have to find a take where your boob doesn't, or we can cut it right before the boob comes out. Or we could put a like a little emoji over my boob. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Mm, It's like a little little spice, you know, Mm -hmm. keeps them wanting more. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was spotted there. So we have to go next time you're in LA. Um, and Craig's. <laughs> and Craig's. I'm trying to go this week. Uh, we'll update you. Been dying you're going to go this back. week. I'm trying to, yeah. I'm like, Friday. Oh my God. Maybe. Oh my God. With who? Today. Uh, Victoria and Morgan. Fun. Yes. Little you're cheating gals, on me. It's fine. Gals night out. <laughs> We're cheating on you with the Craig's bartender. Just oh. kidding. If he's there, I, I, I'll send you pictures. If you see any celebrities, I'm going to be so jealous. I'm. I, although I gotta admit, it was very satisfying that since I couldn't go to the Justin Bieber concert that we were invited to, no one can go. So I'm glad you didn't go, you guys. Sarah <laughs> and I jealousy. both. Sa- <laughs> I've been too real. Sarah and I both got this email saying, you know, Justin Bieber's concert in VIP LA tickets. VIP RSVP RSVP here. We both got it and. We thought both thought fake. it was a scam. Like, it yeah. looked like such a scammy email. I was like, there's no way this is real. It was from, like, Rick and Rachel or something. Like, and it was bold of- aerial font. 
it was it was just classic textbook. This is a scam. This is not real. Give me your information. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I I did. I don't know. I didn't respond to the email because I was like, there's no me neither, way. Obviously, there's no way. Because if if you were in town, we would probably have responded. Or like, oh, knew you were going to be in town. Just I would have known see what was happening. If I would have known it was real, I would have flown out there because those seats probably cost like five hundred dollars minimum. Yeah. You guys, it was real. I had some of my friends went, like blogger friends uh, came to town and went. And even they on their stories were like, this may be a scam, but I'm going to go. And she got amazing seats. And I was like, oh, that was that was real. It's <laughs> like, damn it. Fuck. We fucked up. We fucked up hard. But it's fine. We'll we see him at Craig's. We'll see him at Craig's. We'll see him at Chella. It's going to be. Yeah, we're manifesting in case you haven't picked up on it. He's going to perform at Coachella. Yes. Headline. He hasn't announced it. You heard it here first. And <laughs> we <be> great. Manifesting. <laughs> oh. mm, It'd be so him. good. Mm, I know. Like, I had a dream actually. I'm just now remembering it last night about Coachella that I didn't get VIP tickets and they were like, do you want GA? Ooh. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That would be awkward because I have VIP tickets. So I literally, I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I can do this. Not I can't like, do that walk. Sound like ever a bitch, again. but the walk, you guys don't even understand. They drop you off like a good a two, mile, <laughs> pushing on two miles away from the thing. You're walking through this dust, dying, sweating your ass off in the hundred degree weather, drunk, only to get to like the front of the thing, and that it's a whole thing. It's horrible, honestly. I, I've learned my lesson. I don't know why and they don't make this easier at Stagecoach. It's the same exact venue. It was such a more seamless. They drop you off like right at the front. I don't know why they don't do that for Coachella. It just doesn't make sense. God, I can't wait for Coachella. Me too. Ugh. Style by Straw is going to be raging. You better, you better style me. No, I guess uh, that was really exciting. We should probably just hop into <laughs> some spooky stories with Shra. It's weird to we're in person. Yeah, we're this here. Sarah's in Los Angeles, so obviously we had to do an LA themed episode. Los Angeles, city of angels. It's so fitting that we're doing a Hollywood episode since we lived in Hollywood. Hollywood. Our entire lives together. Our entire lives. Our entire lives. <laughs> Our LA lives. We're in Hollywood. Oh, so many memories. All alone in the moonlight. <laughs> Sorry, I forget like, that this back, isn't my it moment. <laughs> it's always your moment. Do you remember when we were sitting on this exact couch recording our first podcast ever? That ended up being horrendous, but um, we sounded like we were underwater. Mm-hmm. We were drunk, and. It was rough. We were in matching outfits. The free people said We didn't bring... I should have brought that. We should have. We fucked up. Anyway, um, this week's episode, we're going to be talking about haunting shit in Los Angeles. Haunting shit. Haunting shit. Shit that haunts you. It's another spooky... What what, was it? Spooky Spooky stories with Sarah. Yeah. It's weird, like... We need that that spooky intro song. The one one. I was playing. (laughs) Yeah. I was researching... The better played. There was, like, this... Very like typical spooky music that was playing for the mm-hmm. intro of this 
research I was doing and it was it had like howling it had all of it too bad I can't play it you know it's probably copyrighted but we'll find something we'll, we'll find a spooky song and we'll make it your trademark spooky song spooky songs. we need some music producers out there yeah hit to, us up. Um, produce some, some loaded bangers mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> bangers only for this <laughs> please the fucking monster a bunch in Nash Vegas yeah a loaded monster mash remix (laughs) (laughs) i'm here for it so yeah we're gonna be going over spooky shit in los angeles there's so much i was researching for like four hours and i came up with so much stuff and that excites me because next time i'm here we can just do it again because there's so much oh my god i originally had the idea that we would go on the like a hollywood tour bus for spooky shit in los angeles but apparently they all closed because of the pandemic oh yeah the dearly departed was what it was called which is so dark it was two and a half hours touring various places where like people died and i really wanted to go on it but apparently that's not a thing anymore so we're just manifesting for it to come back permanently closed my ass it'll be back next time yeah it's gonna be so fun yeah, we'll have so much tea for you guys. I was like, wow, film camera content would be lit for that. But I guess God was not on my side. I am starting off with the Roosevelt Hotel, which is located in mm-hmm. Hollywood. It is a stunning hotel that does not deserve Gorgeous. to be where it is because it's on the corner of like Hollywood and Highland or something like that. I know. It's, it's like we always just drive past it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is the weirdest spot. For, a, for an iconic hotel. Well, apparently when I was researching it, it was really shitty until I think either the 80s or the 90s. And then they completely mm. revamped it. Like the Thompson Hotel people, like the oh. people who own that hotel in Nashville, you know, that yeah. with the rooftop that we've been to. They purchased the Roosevelt and they completely redid it. And there were pictures from like the 70s when they were doing like another revamp for the hotel and Mm -hmm. they were selling all of the stuff that were in the hotel so i thought that was really interesting but there's a brand there's a little fun fact about rebrand obviously this iconic hotel was named after our president theodore roosevelt and it started welcoming the guests in may 1927 damn it's old i know it's fucking old marilyn monroe is the most popular celebrity linked to the roosevelt she actually shot her first printed ad campaign which was a toothpaste advertisement on the diving board of the pool area i feel like i can picture this ad do you want me to send it to you i saw it earlier yeah okay so we're back after a minor inconvenience (laughs) it's just an hour an hour took me an hour and a half to find that picture Mm mm-hmm uh my microphone may have just conked out but it's fine we went to best buy and got a new one so (laughs) just girly things today i think i left off showing you the picture of marilyn monroe shooting her first printed ad a toothpaste ad did you saw you seen it before yeah i've definitely seen it i feel like it's an iconic one of her many iconic photos i know it's pretty good Mm -hmm. obviously her first and while i was sending that to you we found the actual suite which has been obviously renovated i'll link it in the show notes Looks guys gorgeous it's gorgeous so mid-century the vibe i wonder how much it is a night probably not cheap <laughs> considering it has the word sweet in it i'm just guessing <laughs> can't say i've ever stayed in anywhere called a suite um anyway so you can stay 
currently in the room that she used to stay in. Obviously, it's been renovated. And after she passed, the suite was later named in her honor. And during her stay, she requested a full body mirror in her room. And, you know, later down after she moved out, the mirror was later moved down to the manager's office. And one day a hotel maid was dusting said mirror in the office and she saw a sad looking blonde looking at her reflection. And when she turned around... (laughs) To assist the woman, the woman wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Creepy. No. It's since been removed in puss, put, puss, 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 her, her puss. <laughs> yeah, you, you actually see her vagina. Legend says you may see a puss in the mirror if you say Marilyn three times fast. <laughs> it has since been moved to the lobby where many people have claimed to see Marilyn's reflection. Oh my god! Another that celebrity so that cool. allegedly. Allegedly. Haunts the hallways of the Roosevelt is one of the original method actors, Montgomery Clift, who is known for being a moody, sensitive young man in most of his roles. Mm -hmm. He was also known for being a close friend to Elizabeth Taylor. Amazing. Iconic. Just reminds me of Sex and the City. Yes. He lived at the hotel in room 928 for several months while preparing for his role in the movie called From Here to Eternity, where he was cast as an armed burglar. Supposedly, whatever. Clift battled a lot of demons in his years, including depression, alcohol, drugs, and apparently a slow recovery from a terrible accident. And when I looked into it, it was really sick. He oh said God. he was leaving, and or not Ann Taylor, Elizabeth Taylor's house and got in a car accident and whoever saw it called it in and then elizabeth taylor came to the site and had to like physically remove his tooth from his tongue oh oh god he was like he couldn't breathe isn't that (gasps) sick Uh uh-uh well elizabeth didn't know she was a little she's a good friend man lifesaver over there um he had to have multiple plastic surgeries to repair and also he had a broken jaw and nose god that's horrible Yeah, many people who have stayed in this room claim that he, quotation, mm-hmm. will turn on the heat in the room or simply turn on the radio to make his presence known. Many other people claim that you can hear a soft sound of a trumpet playing in the hallway or even feel him brush against you. Some people will even say you oh. see a shadowy figure pacing back and forth in the hallway. I like how he puts the heat on. I feel like I would do that too because I'm always fucking freezing. So, that's so I guess I even ghosts get cold. Oh, yeah, that's true. The next haunting of Hollywood I'm going to tell you guys about is one that I've never heard about in my entire life. And when I read about it, my jaw dropped. It involves some very famous people. Ooh, give it to me. So I'm going to tell you guys about the home of Paul Byrne and Jean Harlow. Dun, 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 dun. dun. That's nice. Thank you. Okay, so I creepily looked up the address on Zillow to find what it looked like. And while I don't yes. want to give out the address on the podcast because that's kind of creepy, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could probably get like sued or something for that because people live there, you know. Creep at your own risk. Um, You can easily find it on the internet. So if you really want to know, it's easy. <laughs> the house is stunning. It looks like a Tudor style. It's a barbarian home. When I was typing this out originally, it said barbarian. So Bar- I was like... <laughs> Yes. Is it in Hollywood or Beverly Hills area? It's in the Beverly Hills area. It's like up in the actual hills. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes. And right oh now, God. if you look it up on Zillow, it's worth or estimated to be around $1.7 million for a two-bedroom, two-bathroom house. Okay. Yeah. It's stunning, though. 
gorgeous. Anyway, as I said, this was the home to Jean Harlow, which is the original blonde bombshell of Hollywood, Mm -hmm. who married Paul Byrne in 1932. And she or he was 20 years her senior and also a successful executive for MGM. And I just want to say that was like the first time I've ever used that term on here. And I didn't know like what it meant for the longest time. I always thought it meant like 20 years older than you would be your senior year. (laughs) Oh my God, (laughs) you did not. So. Wow, Sarah learns something every day. (laughs) I mean, this was like a year ago that I learned this. Okay. I was like, right now in her research, you learned this sounds like the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Kind of. I'm like, is anyway. this loosely based? No. Tea. At all. Tea. It was an odd pairing because people said she was so beautiful and he was dot, 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 not. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Sounds Just how like I want to be described with my, money. with my man. Yeah. <laughs> and she was dot, dot, dot. Not. No, she was hot. He was not. But in my oh, case, yeah. I would be the one that they would they would write that about. I mean, I don't think either of you are very attractive. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. At least we're on the same level. I'm projecting, you know. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, she definitely married for money, in my opinion, which I don't know, like, why rich people marry for more money. I'm like, that's interesting. Like, but like Jean, you already got it. Yeah. Come on, Jean. Anyway, their marriage did not last long at all. Do you have any guesses at how long this marriage lasts? Ooh. Hollywood. Okay. Should I? I'll give it a year and a half. Two months. Oh. Okay. Yep. Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Chris vibes. Except two months is like 60 days, so a little bit shorter. Yeah. Hmm. So that's embarrassing. It's anyway. a long marriage. In September of 1932, Burns Butler found him dead in his bedroom, completely nude and with a bullet in his head. He oh left behind a suicide note, but many people, including his employees, speculate that it wasn't even his handwriting on the note, which is pretty... How long after was this then the divorce? So they got married in July of mm-hmm. 1932, and this is their marriage lasted two months, so this is like weeks after... She, I guess, filed for divorce or something. Oh, shit. That was soon. Yeah. So Hmm. that's interesting. So many people speculate that this wasn't actually his handwriting and that he was actually killed. And the thing that's wild and that is so much tea is that Paul Byrne was actually still married to his first wife. (laughs) What? Dorothy. How can you even legally get married to someone? It was the 30s. I don't think. they just not? I feel like even then it'd be more strict for some reason. Really? I don't know. That's Documents, so I'm sure, weren't, like, quickly to access right. and stuff. But, yeah, his, he was still married to his first wife, Dorothy Millett. I could be mispronouncing that, but let's just go with it. Dorothy had visited Paul right before he committed suicide. And two days after, quote, hearing about his death, she jumped to her own death from a steamboat. Oh. What? I figured she had something to do with it or something. Like, well, she was pissed about the second marriage or something. Some people claim she committed suicide because she knew she would be left out of the will because her p- husband potentially switched it to benefit Jean. Mm. Because apparently he was funding just like her life still, which is weird, but they were like friendly. They wrote all the Amical time. Amical breakup. But 60 days. Um, but also many people speculate that she could have potentially actually murdered him. The first wife. Murdered Paul. Yeah. Potentially. 
I mean, have people like studied her handwriting? I bet it'd be super easy to figure out. I don't know. A lot of people aren't like fully convinced, obviously, because she was where she jumped off of a boat two days later was in San Francisco. And I think it was hours after they predict or expect his oh. death to be. Okay. So I don't know the hmm. 30s, how quickly she yeah, could have gotten Yeah, I feel like there. back then it's like, were they really angry? But like, why I would you know. jump off of a steamboat, you know? Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. That sounds like one of the worst ways. Yeah. Because then you're drowning. Like, are you, I mean, money's important, but it's not like, you know. No. Anyway. Not jumping off a steamboat vibes, but. <laughs> yeah. And especially a steamboat. Like, that sounds, like, yeah. I would fall and, like, get in one of those, like, propellers Oh, my God. Oh. Sorry, did that just that turn you on too much again? horrible. I feel like I'm watching Final Destination. <laughs> <laughs> so, five years later, while upon the set of Saratoga, Jean Harlow fainted and also presented many other symptoms that include gray skin, bloating, vision loss, and more. She was 26. Oh, my God. At Yum. the time. Isn't there a 26 club or is it 27? 27 club. Okay, well, let's pretend it's 26 for, for the story. 27, yeah. <laughs> the doctor diagnosed her with kidney failure, failure mm-hmm. where less than a week later, she slipped into a coma and died. How? So we're not even to the craziest part yet. <laughs> this is like a cursed just House. group here. Yeah. In 1963, a celebrity hairstylist named Jay Sebring purchased the home. Mm. Does that ring any bells yet? I don't know who that is, but it sounds familiar. Shortly after purchasing, he began dating no other than the famous Sharon Tate. Oh, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) They dated for two years and obviously stayed and she stayed over his house many times because, you know, like they bang. (laughs) Well, bang, bang. Yeah. And she eventually left Sebring for the director that she fell in love with on a movie set, which is Roman Pulaski. Mm -hmm. Two years after their breakup, she was interviewed and asked if she experienced anything paranormal while being being over Sebring's home in the two years that they were together. Because obviously, Paul had -hmm. passed away 30 years earlier. She said that one night while she was sleeping, she woke up to a creepy, ghostly man in her bedroom. When she realized it was the ghost of Paul Byrne, she explained this next part as a premonition that she was experiencing because when she ran out into the hall, she saw another ghostly figure tied to the staircase with a slit slit throat. As many of you know, a year later, in 1969, Sharon Tate was staying at 10050. Reading numbers is not my thing. Numbers Celio are hard, man. Drive where she became a victim of Charles Mason at Manson. the age of 26. Charles Manson? Oh, sorry. Yeah. What I'll... the fuck is up with this, like, the 26-year-olds Isn't that here, creepy? too? Like, both girls, 26. So she, so she, like, saw her own death almost? Basically. Oh, my God. A lot of people are speculating that it was Paul, whatever his name is, was basically warning her of what her yeah, future l- would be. Yeah. Isn't that creepy? How do you just see it? Did she just see, like, a figure? Just mm-hmm. She couldn't tell if it was male or female. Oh, my God. I know. Jay Sebring was also killed by the Manson family while he was visiting Sharon Tate with their other friends while her husband was out of town. Mm-mm. Isn't that crazy? This is terrifying. So that house is speculated to be haunted. There hasn't been anything else, but I just think it's very 
Like it's either very small chance like that it's, you know, yeah, a coincidence, but also what the fuck? Like mm, 26, two 26 year olds. Yes. And the all that shit is so scary. Oh my God. And the fact that like she so had a amicable breakup with the guy that lived in that house. And the one night he was over is the night that they got killed by the Manson family. That is creepy. I know. Does anyone live in this house? Like, is someone living there or is it just abandoned now? Which one? Like the the one Manson family or? The the one that this is about. The one that Paul, like Paul. Sharon Tate lived in. Yeah. Um, I believe people still live in it. It's oh last sold, I think, in 2014. Okay. Ooh, I want to know if they have experiences. I know. Let's go Great. knock on the door. Hello. Like, oh, give me some premonitions. So the next Hollywood haunting I have to tell you guys about is a quick one, but still interesting nonetheless. This story is about Peg and Twistle, interesting name, mm. who came to Hollywood Reflect. looking for her big break in the mid-1920s, like so many people did at the time. Oh, yeah. And still to this day. <laughs> Everybody at the Camden. Yeah. <laughs> Your Uber driver. True. A guy I dated in college. <laughs> LOL. Anyway. Um, Should we watch that movie tonight? <laughs> <laughs> such a good movie. That's tea. Anyway. Mm-hmm. However, she struggled to find... Back to me. Um, however, she struggled to find her footing amongst other beautiful actresses at the time. She landed a larger role in a movie called 13 Women, which later had her role cut down significantly because her character was actually portrayed as a lesbian, which was very taboo at the time and risky for a movie to include oh my god isn't that crazy yeah that's bizarre it was also like apparently about a sorority house or something that they found like their evil fate so it's kind of like a scary movie which is Mm. interesting yeah following that her she lost her contract with the agency and she found herself to be a failure on the late night of night in 1932 again 1932 how creepy is that Ugh. she like what the fuck is going on in hollywood in 1932 i have a serious maybe that's the year i want to go back to just if like, i could time travel fuck shit up just yeah that's nice to see all these people she hiked from her uncle's house to the hollywood sign which many of you may know if you're familiar with hollywood history it originally said hollywood land mm-hmm. she climbed to the top of the h and took a jump off the 40 foot letter oh my god the next day, a hiker found her shoes while on a hike, only to look up and see a, fa- a female body laying about 100 feet away. Mm-hmm. No. A note was found at the scene that read, I am afraid. I am a coward. I am sorry for everything. If I had done this a long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain. P.E. No. That's so sad. Very. I was reading another article that says today, like, she had a lot of mental problems problems and they think what she had back then because they didn't have like the proper diagnosis yeah. for then was bipolar disorder so i think she was at her very very bottom no you know what i mean that's so sad so back then they had actual ladders like connected to the signs or did she I bring her own they still do they still do i'm pretty sure it's got to be all blocked off i think now oh, it's like you yeah. can't even get There's near that a but, fence around yeah the sign but yeah there were letters and she I can't believe before you could just walk right up to it i know just chill <laughs> chill in the hollywood land sign <laughs> just look to my left and i see the hollywood sign. sign 
God, that's so scary, though. I know. Many people claim that the H is haunted to this day. A couple who was very unfamiliar with the story of Peg saw a woman while hiking the Griffin Griffith Park trail dressed in clothes from the 1930s oh my god the woman disappeared right before their eyes many people claim that you're more likely to spot her on foggy nights and she often leaves a scent of the scent of gardenias which is the perfume she often wore when she's around oh my god i want to go <laughs> like is that gardenias that's so creepy i would freak out just seeing someone in old clothes in front of me <laughs> my god you're like, stop. You're like fucking with me right now, right? Like, are you? Yeah. I should just dress up in it. I want to do that now. <laughs> just dress up, rent some clothes, just fucking scare people on foggy nights. <laughs> so cruel. I'm sure someone Can does that because my name's Big. Hollywood is fucking weird. Oh, my Honestly. God. Oh, man. So Good if ideas. any of you watched Ryan Murphy's show Hollywood on Netflix, you might recognize. You know I did. Oh, we all do. We we stan Ryan Murphy in this chat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you might recognize the name Peg in a similar storyline. Well, that's because Ryan Murphy based the movie that was, like, pitched in the show after this woman. So in the movie – or in the show, the movie ends up being switched to a story based off of a woman named Meg. Originally, he pitched it mm. as Peg. And, and Meg ends up being a black woman from Mississippi who moves to mm -hmm. Hollywood to make it big. She gets, you know, suicidal, and instead of jumping to her death in the movie from the letter H, she realizes that she needs to keep trying and ends up going down from the H to the love of her life. I was about to say, I feel like I remember this happening mm -hmm. way nicer. Mm -hmm. I do remember that. Probably. Yeah, it's not morbid, mm -hmm. which is shocking for Ryan Murphy. I know, giving us something nice yeah. for once. If you guys aren't familiar, Ryan Murphy does like Glee American um, Horror Story. American Horror Story, American Crime Story, and then Mrs. Rat or something Ratched. Is that what it was called? I don't know. With Sarah Paulson. She all, or they often recycle a lot of the actors and actresses in that, which is really cool. I mean, we've talked about him enough because, you know, Evan Peters, shout out. <laughs> you went on the podcast. LOL, just kidding. He can come. He can come hang out. Because <laughs> we've got that type of... <laughs> PR team behind yes. us. Yes, we do. That Next PR week, team. guys. <laughs> Stay tuned. Evan Peters. Next guest. Allegedly. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> can't confirm. We'll have Alex like be <laughs> Evan Peters. Perfect. So this week, allegedly, we mm -hmm. have Evan Peters. Yes. <laughs> Evan Peters with a Z. <laughs> totally not a knockoff. <laughs> that would be so funny. I know. Anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about another iconic spot. On the Sunset Strip the called the Comedy Store. Oh, what? There's shit that goes down to the Comedy Store? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I go there all the time. I'm you scared. do? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm scared now. Spooky. Oh, God. Tell me. Prior to the building becoming what is now the Comedy Store, which was in the 1970s, the place was a mafia-controlled nightclub called Ciro's, where the basement, the mof, or where in the basement, mm -hmm. the mafia would use the space to perform torture on those who posed a threat <gasps> to the mafia. And oh my god! Even used it to kill people. What? Oh my god! <laughs> and now it's a comedy store. Of course they would, because comedians are dark as fuck. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The same person who owned nice. the nightclub 
also owned a brothel right next door at the time. Oh. The people who would come to the brothel and romance the wrong girl or acquire gambling debt or romance the wrong waitress in the nightclub would often find their fate in the basement. Oh, my God. In the same basement was apparently an abortion clinic for the showgirls or the prostitutes whenever they found themselves knocked up from their work. Oh. A nurse performed the abortions, and one woman ended up dying from the abortion, resulting in the boyfriend of the woman who died killing the nurse. Oh, my God. Morbid. Holy shit. The woman who died during her abortion is said to haunt the place, and you can often hear a woman's voice coming from the showroom or even the basement. Lots of screams and cries can be heard coming from the basement as a direct result of the torture that occurred there. It's so scary. Many people claim that the basement's energy is dark and heavy. Wonder why? <laughs> really? Specifically, the doorman and security men have experienced a big black mass that apparently comes from the basement. One a mask? Mor- a, a mass. Oh, like, a mass. Yeah. One morning at 3 a.m., they heard a growl coming from the basement, so mm. they went to discover the padlock of the door being pulled and bent like someone was trying to escape. Oh, my God. Are you fucking kidding me? You know, like when a door is locked and you're like pushing it, kind of like in a cartoon. Yes. And it's like coming out. That's what was happening. I'd be, I would bolt out of there. I know. So fast. Then it stopped out of nowhere and a, quote, seven foot black form was now standing in front of the gate, a menacing entity that radiates evil and malevolence. Malevolence? Elevens, whatever, mm-hmm. appeared out of nowhere. Oh my so God. now they refuse to go to the basement. Imagine that. Um, hmm. why, was, why were they in the basement to begin with? What were they doing down there? They heard the growl. Oh, no. I still, that would make me not I'd go be like, down that's there. my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to see here, guys. <laughs> I'm like, why are you there at 3 a.m.? Next time I go to the comedy store, I want to go like talk to the security guards. I'm like, so. You should ask about it next Have time. You? I'm sure no, like I want the to. wait like the bartenders and stuff. Yeah. Because like I'm sure it's a comedy club, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure like people Do you have any stories for me? I have to ask. A former employee of the nightclub eventually jumped to his death from the building nearby and landed right outside the comedy store because oh God. they wouldn't hire him to perform a comedic skit for the club. <sighs> I believe his name is Steve LeBeckin. His spirit is said to be one of those who are likely to play pranks on the employees at the comedy store for their own entertainment. <laughs> That's hilarious. I wonder what kind of pranks he does. There's also a very popular ghost in the comedy store that everyone calls Gus. Gus. They say he is the unpaid security manager in spirit form. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you. There's a lot of Yeah, there's a lot of fucked up energy stuff here. there. Well, Everyone says, like, the energy, like, the closer you get to the basement is just, like, super dark. Imagine why. That is. I'm trying to picture it. So, mm. Gus, my homie, yes. appears to be dressed in a black suit, fedora, and looks like he's in his 40s. He just walks around and checks on everyone's work habits to make sure they're fulfilling their job duties. Oh, my God. That's so cute. I know. How does, how does one see that? That's so specific. Like, fedora, so this person is just... Swagged out. Is he fully there or is he translucent? Like, I want to know how they see this. I don't know. You got to ask the people. I'm going to do it. 
So that's all the research I did today. I love that. Fucking loaded Hollywood. Loaded Hollywood up in here. And there's so much, so much like Hollywood crime in LA in general. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the future, there may some, maybe some part twos. Oh, yeah. There's so much like the... There's so much cool history um, Fuck, what is that area called? Los Feliz. Los yeah. Feliz or whatever. Los Feliz. Um, there was a murder house there. Oh, God. Really? Yeah, you've never heard about that? No. Oh, my God. We'll have to do one it's on great. that. <laughs> um, it's so fucked up. Oh, my God. It's from probably like the 40s, 30s. Okay. I thought about doing that, but that was like a lot of research, yeah. so I didn't do it. But then there's also like the Playboy woman that was murdered. There's so much oh like gosh. just true crime. I'm so fascinated by it. In Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Oh so. <laughs> so get ready for a good time, so, guys. Yeah. Turn the fuck to all these that. places right now. I'm gonna go creep. I know you gotta find out about the comedy store. Sorry if you hear Ollie scratching. My, <laughs> My God, Ollie. So thanks for listening to uh, this episode of That's Loaded Podcast. <laughs> yes, uh, it was a great time. Let us know again if you want some more true crime with Kara on our Instagram, or you can just leave us a review. Or- Let us know in the reviews, please. <laughs> I've been thinking we need like you know how we do a lot of like listener. Um, things like most embarrassing stories all that stuff we should see if anyone's had like paranormal activity that or like so fucking down for that oh my god i love Mm -hmm. ghost stories and weird shit that happens to people that's a good idea let's right true crime anything like that yes that'd be cool yes absolutely so So, um uh, if look at let us know catch us on our instagram stories because we'll probably be asking you for some uh stories soon yeah so uh, that's uh, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Once again, that's five stars. One, two, three, four, five stars five. on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will see you next Tuesday. See you. Five stars. Bye. <laughs>